Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. This is Tara. Tropical Jill. You have, or I should say floral. She looks very pretty today. She's in purple. Very French countryside. (laughs) Color for you. I love it. It's like, it's, it's like, it's not quite coastal grandma. It's like middle-aged French countryside woman from Brookline. <laughs> That's so chic in Coolidge Corner, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to tell you, um, because thank you for asking, life with the puppy <laughs> is fabulous. No, he's really great, but I do have to tell you a story that happened yesterday. He went for his rabies shot. Um, well, two, he got two shots, like three vaccines, but two shots. One of those was rabies. Anyway, so we're in the vet's office and the vet is like very much like no fear, right? So they feed them like a shit ton of, you know, treats, like a buffet. Yeah. (laughs) And so he's so happy to be in there and he's in the little room and we're waiting and there's like a little like area rug in there that's um, got the vet's logo on it. It's like all fancy. Anyway, so we're waiting and waiting, and, and the vet's assistant comes in. I'm not sure what you call them. Is it a nurse? I don't know what the vet. Anyways, <laughs> he comes in. Yeah. And he starts to, you know, ask about Moose and how's Moose doing and how's it going and how's the potty training going and or house training. And and I'm like, it's, it's going great. I mean, he hasn't had an accident for like three weeks. And like literally as I'm saying that, I look down and he is squatting on the area rug, like full on squatting. I'm like, dude, like you're making me a liar. (laughs) (laughs) So then, so of course the vet assistant was like, oh, it's fine. No problem. And he goes out to get the vet and we're standing in there waiting for the vet. And Moose starts to like circle and like, he's about to poo. I'm like, you cannot poo in this office like that is I don't have a bag yeah there's no way you're right. not going on the yellow carpet like oh my god so no. we took him, well we took him out no we took him outside a few like a few times and he's so distracted outside he just like could not go and so um he he saved it for later when we were walking down the street and he just had a big one on the sidewalk and left a nice schmeary <laughs> Poo thing. Oh my god! Yeah, they're used to it though, because Stella did that a couple of times. They just get nervous, so it's you like think it's just like exciting. Like yeah, they're just like everything just goes out the window. It's like they don't think about it, <laughs> or it goes out their butt on the floor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's the latest on Moose. I mean, Moose sounds pretty good. I it's it's he's coming along pretty well. He is. He's like, he's pretty, he hasn't really had an accident in the house. He hasn't had an accident in the house. My only thing is like, is he supposed to be telling me he needs to go out? Cause he's not telling me. I just take him out. Like, it's not like he stands there being like, Hey, I have to go. Yeah. Well, maybe there's some surprises underneath places that you don't know. We'll discover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause Stella will stand by the door and let us know that she has to go. Really? Yeah. But she'll we, start barking. She was. She'll bark at us, yeah, and she'll stand by the door that she knows she, that goes outside. But we had to potty. We had a potty trainer, but it sounds like he was already trained, kind of. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Oh. Well, maybe you're just taking them out enough. I don't know. You'll start seeing. The, they get used to where they're supposed to go, so they start 
going to that place. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways. Um, so today we're going to talk about stuff not to waste your money on as a new business. <laughs> well, I, the reason I thought of this is because, you know, you go into some businesses and they have so much shit. I'm just going to say shit, like shit, like, like whatever pens. I, I mean, this is like the basis of like, do you need all this merch? And since you have, you know, helped business and started business, like, what do you focus on? Do you focus on all that crap? Like, I know at some point you need some merch, but really, do you need all that? Like, where do you tone it down? And and what is the right way to, and what should you invest in? Yeah, so it de- it depends on what kind of business it is. Like, if it's a, like what you're talking about, it sounds like it's a retail business, so you know, walking into a storefront of some sort, like what kind of merch do you need? I mean, for sure, I would not waste time on pens. Used to, you used to waste time on pens because people maybe were signing their, their credit card receipt or whatever, but no one does that anymore. So I for sure would not waste on time, waste time on pens. And nobody really wants a pen that says like Bank of America on it, like honestly. So, um, don't I would not waste time on that stuff. I would not waste time on any tchotchkes, like you know, letter openers or um, uh, magnets or buttons. Like just, I don't. I think people. I could be general, over generalizing here, but I think in general, people are just like they don't want so much stuff. They've had years and years and years of free stuff, and they just don't want like junk that they just just collects dust. Um. So for, but for a retail business, if you have a really good brand, like there's this new bakery that you know about in Coolidge Corner that has a few locations around Boston, Newton, et cetera. And it's, it's like this sort of fancy brand and there, they have lines out the door on Sundays, probably other mornings for like miles and not miles, like blocks. And so if you've got a brand like that, where people are you know, even visitors from out of town are like seeking out your business because of this kind of fancy brand, then by all means, I would invest in some sort of merch. Um, But, you know, keep it really tasteful and think about it. Like when somebody puts on a t-shirt with the bakery name on it, do do people want to wear that? And, you know, sometimes they do, but I would for sure start with a very limited run, like very um, small, like low quantities and ideally things that don't have to be sized. So ideally just like pick one size of t-shirt, pick what, like hats are great because typically a baseball cap, you don't have to size baseball caps, um, you know, socks, stuff like that, that doesn't have to have like a bunch of different sizes. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was just in Nantucket over the weekend for work and, um, we went to this raw bar on the way to the beach and Kevin forgot his hat and they had, you know, they didn't have like a ton of them, but they had, and it's a very cool place. It's like, you know, roadside, but fancy Nantucket. And so he got a hat and they had like maybe a couple t-shirts. I'm like, that makes sense. Like, you know, it's not a lot of merch, but it's kind of a cool place and their, their logo is cool. Yeah. So, so what, to that point, what you're saying is that's like easy stuff to sell right? You don't need a ton of it because not people aren't going to buy like a ton of it, but like, it's good to have some. Yeah. And it's not like it's going to expire. Like It's not going to go out of style, like in a, in a, a month or a year. Um, but I would still start with limited quantities. But the other thing I would say is in general, if you're 
if you're coming up with merch for your business, I personally like merch that is tightly tied to what your business does. So for example, crumble cookies, you know, this cookie, I'm sure most people on this know is like a cookie chain and they have these massive cookies, right? And each, the calorie count of these cookies, it's like 200 calories for a quarter of a cookie. And so they sell these and people do, there's a huge viral thing where people do these like tastings of the, of the crumble cookies of the week and whatever. And they cut the crumble cookies into fourths. And so they sell this cookie cutter, which is it's the stupidest thing ever, but it basically is like you put it on top of the cookie and it makes four pieces out of it. Like you can't use a knife, but it's cute. It says crumble cookie. It's pink. It's in the, you know, and so it's, it has a purpose. So it's like finding things that actually, you know, are related to the customer's use of your business and experience of your business that extend the experience outside of the store. So wearing a t-shirt doesn't really extend the experience of going to the, a fabulous bakery, right? Like maybe, you know, I don't know what, like a cool bread box, it's the wrong idea, but, or like jam or something where you can take it home and it extends the experience so that you're thinking about that brand in a meaningful way when you get home, not just like throwing on a t-shirt to go to bed. And so for like influencers and stylists like me, you know, I'm about to do a collaboration with, I always say it wrong. Is it Lavot? Lavot? London? You know, the t-shirt place? The yeah. Lavot, maybe? Lavot. So um, we're going to do a collaboration. They're making a pair of tank top, which I'm super excited about. And that makes sense. And, you know, you'll see a lot of collaborations with influencers and stylists with a lot of, you know, jean companies or whatever, clothing. And so those things definitely make sense. So what you're saying is beyond brands, make your experience last. Like for a tank top, that makes sense because I'm a stylist. Like I will style that tank top and you guys should buy that tank top. But yeah. um, so, but do, do you see people kind of go in that wrong direction or with businesses that you've worked with or not so much anymore? Like just overproducing stuff. Yeah, or just like feel like they need stuff. Not really. I don't. I don't really experience it that much with like really with, with retail concepts that are really in tune with the customer. It's more often that I see really cool merch, like not even merch, but even like freebies. So like I went to this really cool underground sushi. It's almost like a Japanese tavern. Like it was like a sushi. It was really funky. Like I definitely was not cool enough to be there. <laughs> um for sure it, oh, it, was, it was in like the south south boston uh okay. yeah like the inkblot district Got it. which is like i it, like i'm we raised the average age there by a lot um but you know like it was cool you walk in and they have these like cool match match boxes which boxes not books like boxes of matches that are really cool looking with like the logo but but really nicely designed and I'll, it'll sit in my house and I'll remember it. And it was free, but, um, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of like things that are a little nostalgic, maybe like you wouldn't, you don't usually see matches anymore because people, you know, you don't light up a cigarette after dinner. Um, but it's, you vape, so you don't you even... vape. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I have one more question. So when you were with mini Lux and you were with that from conception, right? Yeah. And so, do you, you don't have to tell us for a minute, but in general, should you outsource for these things? Because like, 
I am creative, but I am not creative to the point. Like I would come to you, Jill, and say, what should my logo be? Or what should I do for this? Because I know that you have that creative aspect. I don't. So do you think most people outsource for those type of things or do they do it in-house? Like for coming up with your, what kind of merch or collaborations or stuff? Creativity of like, you know, Minilux has so many creative aspects to it. And, um, and so as a starter, when you were starting that, was that a house conversation or did you guys bring somebody who has that creative aspect? I'm just wondering how do business. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think at the, at the beginning you're short on resources and you also are very deeply entrenched in the concept. So, you know, why you're doing this, you know, there's a big need in the market, you know, why people would come to a place like Minilux, for example, and you are very in tune with the customer experience, like from the time they step foot in the door to the time they leave. And so you're really primed to think about these things. So we did have pens and I was very clear. I wanted purple ink. Like I was, there was no debating me with the purple ink because the the colors were purple and it was like really important to me. And my team was like, shut up already with the purple ink. But but we had, you know, we had pens because we, we printed credit card receipts. I also felt very strongly that we would take Amex just because no one else takes Amex. And at that time, and, and I was like, I don't understand an extra like point here or two and the fees, like not a big deal anyways. But, um, And we came up with other ideas that were kind of part and parcel of the experience. After you've gotten through that initial startup phase, though, you might be needing some help with creativity and you might be needing help with how to design them because you want these things to look amazing. And when we started Gloss 48, we came up with a few things like a cute little makeup bag. And but, you know, you run out of ideas as a founder. And I think it's always great to bring in outside people and even friends and family can be very helpful saying like, hey, you guys should do this. Have you ever considered doing that? Um, so I think getting as much outside help as you can is great, but you have to make sure that you're staying true to your to your concept and your purpose because a lot of times your friends and family are not your target audience and they're going to come up with stuff that has like that's nice to have and is fun for them, but is not really going to help your core consumer <laughs> grasp the concept outside of the store. Well, thank you, Jill. This has been extremely helpful. I have always wondered about these things. And the more that I am in stores and see people start a business, sometimes I think, why would you even spend your money on that? So thank you for clarifying. So one more thing, I'll just say the one thing that I love right now are the um, some hotels, when you check in, they have a candle in the lobby. And I know there's like hotel lobby is a brand of candles, but there are some hotel chains that ha- that's, that have had like custom uh, candles made. I love that because you, that you take that home with you. I would buy that all day, all night if you like the scent, and it reminds you of your vacation or your experience. That I absolutely love that idea as long as it's like tasteful and it smells good. <laughs> you know what, Penelope, my daughter loves that too because she is big into smell and she loves smells of hotels. And she's like, "Do they have a candle always?" So. That is actually really good. And if you can bring that experience home with you, like you said, it just, it continues the experience. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Jill. If you guys have any questions, let us know. And um, that's it. (laughs) Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of shorts. Bermuda shorts. Jean shorts. Short shorts. Boy shorts. Tennis shorts. Cargo shorts, pleated shorts, running shorts, board shorts.